Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Really, really tough scene to watch last night, Thursday night football. Joe Burrow hurts his right wrist. Kind of felt like it was a wrist, a hand, a thumb, a... Everything, knows, everything. everything seemed off there. And he was doubled over in pain, and now we're not sure his status going forward. Hey, welcome to the show, Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff. So glad to have you on this Friday. We've got a lot to get to, including our celebrity NFL picker, who's going to come in the next segment of the show. But today's all about Joe Burrow and his health, Perloff, because, listen, the Bengals have their backs up against the wall. They're 5-5 right. Five and five right now. They have yet to win a game, a division game, in the AFC North. They're 1-5 and five against the AFC as a whole. This was going to be difficult, but we've seen the Bengals put on big, big shows in the second half of seasons to get themselves, you know, peaking at the right time. Now the Burrow injury feels like there could yep. be some unsurmountable obstacles. So I think they've really missed T. Higgins the last two weeks That's as well. True. He's been in and out. Their defense, to me, is a big problem that no one's talking about because of these injuries. The last two weeks have been absolutely torched by two good quarterbacks, C.J. Stroud and Lamar Jackson. But it's not just the quarterbacks. Their secondary cannot tackle anybody. And, you know, they look like a college team when they've given up. It's it's a bad season. I I give them no chance. And I I know I'll live to regret that because we never bet against (laughs) Joe Burrow. But look at the schedule. Pittsburgh at Jacksonville, Indy, Minnesota at Pittsburgh, at Kansas City, Cleveland. You're five and five now. How many wins you need to get into the AFC playoffs? Probably ten. I don't know how they go five and two for the rest of this schedule okay. without Joe Burrow 100%. It is. This feels a little bit like a, what I'm about to say is a bit of a loser's lament, but look at what else is going on in the AFC North. I can't count out the Bengals right now because Deshaun Watson's undergoing season-ending shoulder surgery. Say that five times fast. Because Kenny Pickett has not taken a major step forward in his progression And because Lamar Jackson had to get treated on the sideline for an ankle injury last night, now he's laughing it off and saying there's nothing there. But, I mean, would anyone be shocked if Lamar had an ankle injury? Not to mention, Mark Andrews was lost for the season last night because of an injury of his own. Let's hear Mark, uh, John Harbaugh, excuse me, Manny, talking about Mark Andrews being out for the season. I do have one injury announcement to make. Unfortunately, on the negative side, Mark Andrews has a very serious ankle injury. It looks like a season-ending injury, so um, our prayers will be with Mark. He uh, nobody cares more about the team and uh, and being there for the guys and Mark Andrews. So it's going to be hard for him, but we're going to be there for him all the way. It's a big weapon to lose. Now yeah. the Ravens have other weapons. That's the difference between this year and maybe seasons past, where they have some other guys like Zay Flowers and OBJ. Yep. They of course have Bateman. They've got Duvernay, but. You know, this might not be insurmountable, but it's still a setback. I think it's a two-team race in the AFC North. I think 
Baltimore has already beaten Cincinnati twice. So there's no way Cincinnati's catching. That's not even a thing. Cleveland now with this quarterback situation, six and three, no. Yeah. So it's now can Pittsburgh make a move here, which is crazy because Pittsburgh has played very bad football. Yes. <laughs> can we agree on that? But Maggie, they're six and three. And look at the quarterbacks they're about to face. They're going against Dorian Thompson Robinson, maybe a little PJ Walker this weekend. Then they might face Jake Browning. If they get to eight and three, maybe they figure out how to play offense. Matt Canada's <laughs> come down to the sideline. That could be a race. Otherwise, the Ravens are just going to coast to this division. Man, can we put Matt Canada like in the Goodyear blimp next? Like, what are the other places he can possibly sit? Hot dog stand? I don't know. Nothing's going to help that offense, I don't think. But as the weather gets colder, you rely yeah. more on the round on the ground game and all of that, which we has been really good goes. for Pittsburgh. That's true. Um, I'm still not counting out the the Bengals fully. I got to hear more about really the state of Burrow's uh, wrist. Like, we know it's bad. Here is Zach Taylor going back and forth with reporters about the wrist injury last night. Uh, it looks like he sprained his wrist. So, fell on it early in the game and then felt it on the touchdown pass. Not that I'm aware of. I have no idea. I, uh, all the information I have is, is two seconds worth. And then we went to go try to find five point again. Yeah, so him saying, I am not aware of any previous wrist injury when the team yesterday did tweet out a photo of Burrow kind of, or a video of him walking into the stadium, and it looked like he had a little bit of a... A wrist brace. A wrist brace. Um, Unless he was going bowling, that was definitely (laughs) a wrist injury coming into this game. Maybe it's like, you know, people wear those to type sometimes, you know? Yeah, carpal tunnel. (laughs) Uh, Unless this is a Jim Harbaugh, Connor Stallion situation, you're telling me that the head coach didn't know that your quarterback, Joe Burrow, had a wrist injury? So uh, there's a lot of call for them to get paid. They're going to get fined for sure. Because he should have been on the injury report. Because a lot of people, including some people in this building right now, picked the <laughs> Bengals money line and some people got screwed. Rhyme with Schmandrew Schmerloff. Uh, no, no, no. It's Manny. Uh, I didn't, I, <laughs> Manny, Manny Schmugschmigas. Did you pick the uh, Bengals money line or the spread? Uh, everything. I had, I had a little bit on the under, a little bit money line, a little bit sprinkled on the plus four. None of them hit. I love this. I love this. <laughs> Manny, you're just bad at it. Uh, 855-212-4CBS. But if you know about a wrist injury, would you have changed your pick there? Oh, absolutely. you kidding me? No, no, no way I'm betting on the Bengals. Against Lamar Jackson? Come on now. Meanwhile, so... (laughs) Oh, Manny, I feel for you. So that's... No, you don't. (laughs) That's a thing where... Listen... You don't know if he's going to be out for the season. Zach Taylor saying that. I do believe that. He doesn't know. If he says it's a wrist sprain, well, Joe Burrow could be back in a week. Again, like this might not be the death knell that it is for like Deshaun Watson. We know is going out for the season. Yeah, 5-5 five and five with a really tricky schedule ahead is the problem. It's already really bad. The odds are low. They're about plus 250 to not make the playoffs now. And the problem is they can't win the division because Baltimore's got the tiebreaker sewed up with two wins over them. So they're going to have to knock out all these all these other AFC contenders have weak schedules. You know, a team like the Colts, who knows? They could go on a run. There's just a lot of teams you have to get to probably 11 wins. To not, they're not doing that, Maggie. Am I Am I jumping, on them, jumping off the bandwagon? We don't bet against Joe Burrow, but Joe Burrow with a limp wrist and injuries all over the field and losses in the offseason, not the year. I'm telling you, there is a team that is however many miles away from Cincinnati. I have no idea. That is celebrating, not celebrating an injury, but they are breathing a sigh of relief or exhaling. And it is the Kansas City Chiefs who now look at the Bengals are minimized. 
with Joe Burrow, the Bills can't get out of their own way and have had a lot of injuries on defense, just changed offensive coordinators. And look at this vaunted AFC. Besides the Bengal, excuse me, the Ravens, who do look very good, but don't have the postseason success with Lamar Jackson that would make you believe, yeah. oh, you can pencil them in for the AFC championship game. I, I don't think the Chiefs are aware of what's happening in other AFC teams. I think they are all about the Chiefs. I don't think they were focused on those teams. The two biggest threats are probably in the NFC. A healthy Eagles team and a healthy Niners team yeah. presents the biggest challenge. Because the Eagles were blow for blow in the Super Bowl. Two teams that they already beat in the Super Bowl, by right. the way. San Francisco and Philly. Right, but they've beaten everybody else, too. I, I, I'm, I don't think they're really worried about any of them. I'm telling you right now, Baltimore is a little tricky. And Miami, watch out for Miami. Because Miami, if they can start running the ball, their defense, Jalen Ramsey, is back. Maybe that's a different team in the second half. Presents new challenges for the Chiefs. You don't seem convinced. They just beat Miami. The Chiefs right, literally just be, beat them. It's going to be a different Miami team in the second half. They get all their players back. I, I think Vic Fangio is going to get that defense playing much better. The funny thing about the AFC, it was all the quarterbacks. Aaron Rodgers, this is... All of a sudden, Kansas City's defense is much better than we thought. Jacksonville, when they're playing well, their defense is awesome. Yeah, the offense has taken a step back in Jacksonville. In Baltimore, fact. I don't know who these defensive guys are, but they were punishing last night. So I think it's going to be not the quarterback conference, but the defense conference in the playoffs. I don't think we're going to have 42 to... 38 games, unless the Chargers get in, which case <laughs> which they're I, good for a 40-point game. <laughs> I don't know if they are. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. I'm glad you brought up the Chargers because there was a report, and there is a lot of rumor, there are a lot of rumors, Perloff, that this will be the next destination for Bill Belichick. Now, some people alluding to it that this is sort of an open secret, maybe, in the NFL, in those circles, that Belichick and the Chargers are on a collision course. Is this what the Chargers need? Now, I get it. The gravitas of Belichick. You want to bring him in, name, recognition. Yeah, stay by day. The rings, all of that. But we're... We're looking at a defensive coach right now with the Chargers, and their defense is a mess. I guess Belichick would fix that right away. But isn't this all about Ju Justin Herbert and sort of where he's going as a quarterback is how far the Chargers are going to go? Uh, I think actually Belichick makes the most sense here because Justin Herbert's already awesome. The defense is the problem there, ironically, because they have a defensive coach. They're also – they've had trouble – restocking the weapons around Justin Herbert. Keenan Allen looks great now, but how old is Keenan Allen? Can he do this forever? So I think if you fix special teams of defense, you're going to be better. I'm I'm dubious. First of all, I don't believe all these Bill Belichick reports because we're going to hear a lot of them. Yep. How many teams are going to be linked to him? But I, I'm dubious that the Chargers can work. Uh, it's sort of... Is it wrong? The franchise history makes me nervous about this. Oh, Even well, Bill course. Belichick, can he overcome chargering? No, I, I don't know. I, I'm not yeah. sure, but I also know that the last person, for all of Belichick's great qualities, that he has so many, as a coach, as a GM, he couldn't pick a wide receiver to save his life. And that's exactly what the Chargers need are a few more weapons. So now Bill Belichick's going to be in charge of that, right? Because you're not bringing Belichick in if he doesn't have say over personnel. That, like, that's not happening. He's going to want to say over who is playing on his team. They also, they sign all these names on defense. Khalil Mack. They obviously re-signed Joey Bosa, J.C. Jackson. And, Sebastian Joseph Day was yeah, a big and one. And Derwin James is supposed to be the best safety in the NFL. And all he does is, is have ill-advised penalties. So, I just think they're the most disappointing defense. Maybe this is, of the 32 teams in the NFL, or the 31 other teams, this is the best fit because they are sort of disappointing on their talent level. 
I get that. Get some discipline in there. But the problem here, I, here's my problem. The Patriots have not been disciplined on special teams at all this season. So how can he lose it there with the Patriots and all of a sudden regain it with the Chargers? I don't know. Listen, you're asking me for the team that I think is going to trade for Bill Belichick. I think it was the first one whose name was dropped in the in the rumor mill. Yeah. Washington Commanders. Like, the gravitas. I don't know if this is necessarily, like, the new ownership. But, like, think about it. This new ownership of David Harris, who did they bring in as a Josh partner? Harris. Josh Harris. Party. Who did they bring in as a partner? Magic Johnson. You know, like, big flashy name associated with winning associated with, you know, success and somebody who puts a a lipstick on a pig of this, you know, franchise, no pun intended with the hogs. But I think Belichick does that for Washington. Well, I think of Josh Harris as the 76ers owner in the process and rebuilding in a sort of analytical new age way. I would think he would want a young offensive mind or just promote the enemy. I can't imagine that, you're going to go from as old school as humanly possible. We're talking 85 Bears old school and Ron Rivera to go even older school with Bill Belichick. Yes. I, I think Josh Harris is a bit of a new school guy. So I, I would think you want to really start to build something here. Probably with Sam Howell, a quarterback. The other thing, it, it, does Bel- Belichick make them an immediate Super Bowl contender? Because that's what you got to bring in Belichick for. I think the Chargers would be a better fit because they could go further. Why? How, what are you going to build with Bill Belichick? I mean... It's a modicum of respect. I mean, not the not that Ron Rivera is not respected. He's but, the, one of the most respected men in the NFL. But they, they brought him in specifically <laughs> to balance their owner, who is one of the least respected men in the NFL. I I still think that the appeal of Belichick, someone's going to trade for him. I still think it's Washington. How about Tampa? That's a that's also a hot team out there. Day by day. Perloff, tell me, what do these people have in common? Ryan Phillippe. Bo Reinhart, Rob Corddry, Patrick Renna, Robert Wool. They're all handsome. That. And they've all been celebrity NFL pickers on our show. We are going to welcome in our next celebrity NFL picker next. Who is it today? You're going to find out right after the break. Don't move. Maggie and Perloff, CBS Sports Radio. We're back here on Maggie and Perloff. Gosh, lots of news. This game last night... There's so much more I want to know about. First of all, Joe Burrow's injury, is he going to play? But I think we all agree Cincinnati is in a little bit of trouble. They have to be. Five and five. You got the Steelers this week. And that division, I think, begs the question of whether the the Bengals can recover from this. Because you got the Ravens at eight and three riding high, and then everybody else is is above 500 and above them. Maggie still gives them a chance. I do. Uh, Emmanuel, we'll get to your update in just a little bit because we have to welcome in our celebrity NFL picker for this week. Perloff, you've been seeing all the commercials. Today is the day. The movie Next Goal Wins is out in theaters right now, released nationally by Searchlight. We've been watching these commercials and uh, trailers during all these NFL games. It's the true story about Thomas Rongen, who is a lifelong soccer coach who took over an American Samoan soccer team ranked the lowest in the world by FIFA and takes them through the qualifying experience for the World Cup. And we have the real-life Thomas Rongen joining us to pick games this week. Thomas, thank you so much. Congratulations. The day's finally here. How does it feel to have a movie about you being played by Michael Fassbender out in theaters? 
pretty pretty surreal, pretty badass. We, we all sit around anywhere, particularly in a bar, probably, and go, if it ever happens, we yeah. probably won't. And I get an answer to the question, who would play you in a movie? So when Taiki Watiti called me in 2019 and said, I want to turn this documentary into a movie, and he said, he actually did say, and Magneto is playing you. <laughs> I went, okay, Inglorious Bastards, Steve Jobs, it's Michael Evans Fassbender. How's your day going? So it's, been, it's been awesome. Yeah, I just watched Michael Fassbender as an assassin in The Killer, and he oh was God. amazing. Same, yeah, <laughs> which, which is crazy, because he ventures out, obviously, into a comedy drama. And I must say, he does a pretty good yeah, he's German-born, Irish-raised. I'm from the Netherlands. And he does a pretty good Thomas Runger with a little twinkle in his eye, a little sarcasm, and <laughs> my Dutch humor. So, uh, hey, props to uh, Fassbender. Indeed, the killer one day, uh, a coach <laughs> the next. <laughs> <laughs> Thomas Rungen is joining us. We should mention, not only is this movie, you know, based on your story, your true story. It was a documentary that was made about this, actually, in 2014 called Next Goal Wins, the same same title, um, but you are also a soccer analyst for CBS Sports. You call uh, games for Inner Miami, so you've gotten an up close personal view of oh, Lionel Messi. Yeah. Uh, we've got questions about that. But as far as the movie, because we talk a lot about great sports movies, like what's the one thing that the movie got right, and what's the biggest embellishment that they did on your life? Oh, I I, I must say, um, the, the well. I don't know even how to how to broach that. My, my own journey in that island became pretty special and 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 spiritual. I, I'd lost my daughter in a car accident uh, when she was a freshman at VCU. She had just made the Greek Olympic team, um, and it took me ten years and almost took my life twice to go to this beautiful island as a non-religious guy, but embracing the culture and going to church with them and singing with them. And finally, I just, I just broke down. So I think of Nicole uh, with a smile on my face now, uh, which I didn't do for the longest time. So that became really important. And, and the way he, he did that uh, was by actually the team, which I didn't realize till I saw it for the second time, they baptized me mm. in the ocean. And, and we do, do some team building uh, things in the ocean that I, I, you know, I, I wanted to do in order to turn this losing mentality of not having won for 20 years or scored a goal into a winning mentality. And, and at the same time, they turned me into a spiritual being. So I'm baptized. I come up uh, about an hour in the movie, and here we are. So that was not factual, but the mere fact that I did go through that spiritual journey was able to mourn fi finally after I blamed myself, obviously, for, for 10 years. Uh, that was beautiful. And, and then I wore my daughter's uh, cap. VCU and mm. Michael Fassbender. So thank you so much, Taiki Watiti, by 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 paying attention to to detail. Uh, that was a a beautiful moment and and some truism to it. Then you go the other way. Fassbender is an alcoholic, which I'm not. He's initially anti, you know, third gender. As you know, I played a transgender in the first ever uh, World Cup qualifying game, and I'm I'm basically a sexist and I'm anti-religious and all of those things are, are not true. Mm. So I hate to say it, people go watch the documentary <laughs> and then this movie or vice versa, you get a much better take on that one. But in still saying that I, I talked to what and said, why, 
why make me the villain? He goes, well, you're, you're the obvious one. So I'm a villain for quite some time, and, and, and then in the end, I'm, I'm a good guy. So <laughs> it's all good. So for people who don't know the story of the American Samoa team, how unlikely was it to turn around this soccer team? Oh, my God. I got a call from our president. I coached at that time the U.S. Olympic team. So that means I get it for a few weeks. They go back to their clubs. We try to qualify for the Olympics. So I had about a month off. And he said, would you like to go to a territory called American Samoa? And I literally looked over. I was at a bar. I looked at a friend and go, where's American Samoa? Within five seconds, he goes, it's almost next to Fiji. So I go, yeah, I'm in. Because I've never been. I've been to every continent except Oceania or Polynesia. Then I Google, they're the worst team in the world. They're last in the FIFA rankings. As I said again, they lost 31 to nothing. Not scored a goal for 20 years. Not won a game for 20 years. So I knew I was up against it. I, I was able to make them technically a little bit better, tactically better. Um, where we made stride was in the physical department. They were not fit enough to play on that level. And the mental side, uh, the day that we played Tonga, I remember vividly, and I did my speech, you know, three hours toward the game, starting 11, let's go, a little bit the rah-rah kind of thing. And I said to my wife, who was there, I said, I think they believe they can win. And to me, that was such a huge victory, turning those losers into winners and bringing back the goalkeeper that had given up 31 goals. He had retired. I convinced him to come back because he said to me on the phone, my son thinks I'm a loser because people recognize me in the street and say, hey, you're the guy that gave up 31. I said, Nikki, I promise you, we'll win. And 10 minutes after the goal, he's crying. I just spoke to my son, coach, and he thinks I'm a hero. Those were moments so rewarding. I won an MLS Cup with DC United. I've been to Olympics as head coach. This was far bigger than anything else that I've done. Man, Thomas Rungan is our guest. He's uh, picking NFL games for us, but that's really oh. a side dish for us because this is an incredible story. I'm getting goosebumps hearing you talk about that, and it is the movie Next Goal Wins, released nationally by Searchlight Pictures. That's today, guys. If you're looking to go to a movie tonight, this is the one to go see because we love great sports movies. Yeah. Uh, Thomas, my co-host, Andrew Perloff, was in Hustle, which is another great yeah. sports movie. Like, this yeah. is what we do around here. Wait, Thomas, I want to impress you because the young people around here had no idea. For Halloween, I was George Best. And oh my, oh I know you have God. a George Best story. Oh, yes, I do. Have, well, I have several, but let me <laughs> stay with the clean, the clean version. So I come as a 21-year-old joining the NESL, which is Pele. Uh, and I play for the LA Sticks, and George Best happens to be my teammate. Also, George owned a bar in Redondo Beach where I lived. Um, but let's go to the field. So we're playing away against the San Jose Earthquakes where George Bless is playing. I am the holding midfielder, the tough guy. So I got to pick up the most creative guy of the other team, which happens to be George Best. We go up one nothing. This is at Spartan Stadium with a big-time offside goal. He is pissed, and he literally takes the ball from the midfield and dribbles the whole team around me. About two. He goes around me, and he waits, and he smiles at me. So I get back goal side again. and say, okay, now I'm going to kick him. He nutmegs me, goes past three other people, whoop, in the upper V. By the way, if you Google NESL goal of the year, George Best, it comes up, and unfortunately will see me as a victim. He takes the, no, he takes the ball in Spartan Stadium. He runs up the ramp. This is just before the half. Jumps in his car and goes home. 
So wait, are, oh my gosh! All the George Best stories, the infamous uh, party boy, are they're all true then? <laughs> well, I could tell you a story. He was he was married to Miss World, and George would go missing once in a while. <laughs> and I got close to George with my roommate Wim Surbier, who played for Ajax, and Ajax played against Man United in Europe many times, national teams as well. So she would call us once every two weeks because George would go missing for literally days. So we would find him. We will walk him up the stairs into the kitchen, and he lived at the, at the strand so he could see the ocean. We open the door. We undress him, put him in bed. Next day, we pick him up, and we go to practice. That's what good teammates do. About five times in, she is standing with a butcher's knife. And just imagine he's hanging in between me and Wim because he's hammered. He's drunk. And she goes towards his chest. And Wim turns, and we all turn, and she stabs him in his butt. And George Best, this is 1981, is bleeding in his kitchen all over the place. It's like panic now. I'm going, oh, my God. But if we don't react quickly, she probably kills him. This is just one, and this is a milder one of the stories I have of George Best. But Wait a minute. Him right getting now. stabbed in the, in the butt with a butcher knife by his wife is one of the milder stories that you have? Yeah, 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 yeah. We didn't, you know, there was no phones, there was no nothing. So it was all, uh, we partied hard and we played hard. We did some crazy things, but nothing that would offend people. But yes. Oh that, my that gosh. Cult, that culture. And I was 10 years younger when I came here. I was 21. And most of these older guys were in their 30s. <laughs> so that was the way they would do it in England. Drink themselves to sleep, get up the next morning, which is great to and be up front and go, come on, boys, let's sweat this stuff out and let's go back to the bar tonight. And then they, <laughs> they played hard on the weekends, you know, and I think you guys can relate to that with other sports as well, the old-style guys that uh, partied hard but also played hard. Well, Th- Thomas Rongen is joining us because the story of Next Goal Wins, the movie that's literally out today, right now, Thomas Fassbender is playing him in the movie released by Searchlight today. Uh, is based on an experience of his life of going to coach the American Samoa team. Before we get to our picks, I imagine that's not the same type of routine that Lionel Messi has right now. Thomas, you are also the color analyst for Inter Miami, so you got a lot of Messi awesomeness this season. I imagine he doesn't have that, doesn't keep the same schedule that you were just no, talking about. No, no. The, the, the modern game is so advanced that what these guys, including myself, did, there's just no way we could perform up to the standards of the modern game, which has become extremely athletic, um, more games than ever. Messi could play 60-plus games next year, 60-plus games, because he represents his country. Uh, he plays for Inter Miami, which means Open Cup, et cetera, et cetera. And as I said, I was here when Pele put soccer on the map. I coached in MLS four teams. I won a MLS Cup with DC United, so I saw Beckham, the effect of Beckham. But what I now encounter with Messi I've never dreamt of. It's just incredible what all of a sudden into Miami, that pink jersey with Messi on it, which, by the way, sells more than the heyday of Michael Jordan for Nike, by the way, uh, and Apple, which now you can get all over the world. And there's people in Tokyo walking around with a pink Leo Messi jersey in downtown Tokyo or wherever it might be in the world. The impact is being incredible. And for me, to play against Pele, and now I've got almost 70 Cole Leo Messi games. My, my soccer circle in the United States, I think, is, is completed. 
<laughs> I would say so. Well, we, we did bring you here to talk about the movie, talk about your life. Uh, we brought you here to pick some NFL games. Here we go. Time for Celebrity Picks. All right, well, Thomas, uh, I'm sure you remember Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous, so this is a little bit of that music based on it. Your choice, sir. Would you like to pick against the spread or straight up? I'm not sure how much gambling uh, you gambling knowledge you have. Do you want spreads no. or straight up? None. Wait, and straight up means I just got to pick one or the other? You just got to pick the winner. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right, let's do it. Okay, Pittsburgh Steelers at the Cleveland Browns. Who do you have? Oh, that's an easy one. Steelers always find ways to win. Um, you know, although their offense looks pedestrian. What are they, 26 points uh, per game? Oh, you know yards. your Look at this guy. <laughs> 28 yards per game. Yeah, Steelers find a way to win. Next. Yeah, Ron getting the ringer we got here. Uh, Las Vegas Raiders are at the Miami Dolphins. Of course, you know Miami well. Hello. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I was there. I, I spent a lot of time at Don Shula, which is great because Joe Robbie owned both the Fort Lauderdale Strikers and the Miami Dolphins. And, and I had interest in coaching. So, you know, I played for the Fort Lauderdale Strikers, so we went to every Dolphin game back in. I, I've seen I've seen the Dolphins go undefeated, by the way. So, hey, what is it? Uh, 435 uh, average uh, yards per week? Are we kidding? Best offense? Yes, the Dolphins. Thanks for coming. <laughs> Thomas, <laughs> what did you learn from Don Shula? The biggest thing you learned from Shula? Um... Uh, organization mm. and, and and by the way I, I worked for Robert Kraft so I spent six months with um, Bill uh, Belichick uh, no 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 the one before that oh In Bill Parcells yes Bill Parcells walks up to me and goes who are you I go I'm the new soccer coach oh I used to go to the Cosmos games you like to come <laughs> by practice even Robert Kraft is not allowed to go yes you go alright you gotta meet me at 6am <laughs> at a, a Dunkin Donuts in Foxborough <laughs> I spent three months every day watching Bill Parcells yanking guys, you know, with their helmets, but also learned a lot of things that I applied later. I used to pick my assistant coaches based because they were, I thought they were good. He, I go, who's that? Oh, there's a former line coach. So he's coaching. He goes, the linebackers. There's a former quarterback. So I went like, oh, yeah, it makes sense. I'm telling my attackers as a defender, you know, score goals. So I was the first one to get a... Big-time defender, you know, former player to be an assistant coach, work with the defense, a midfielder, the midfielder. So I did way more functional stuff based on that. So awesome experiences. So what do we got? That is so cool. Okay, three more for you quickly. Minnesota Vikings at Denver Broncos. Oh, you know what? I'm, I, I, I hate to say it, although I was a big fan of him when he first got I say Sean Payton, uh, more effective, more disciplined right now. I'm picking the Broncos. There we go. Tampa Bay Buccaneers at San Francisco 49ers. Oh, Baker Mayfield, baby. <laughs> Averaging, what, 9.2 yards per attempt over his last three games. What, six touchdowns, one interception? I, I'm going probably against it uh, with the Bucs. But that's, that'd be a huge upset. We love it. And then finally, Philadelphia Eagles at the Kansas City Chiefs. Whoa, the Super Bowl rematch Monday night, baby, in Arrowhead. So that means... If there's one guy I trust at home, uh, it's got to be Patrick Mahomes. Yep. He, he, he's going to scramble for crucial first downs. He's going to find somebody over the middle. He's going to make it happen. I mean, I can't wait to watch that game, by the way. But uh, I go with Kansas City. 
Thomas Rongan, coach. We can't tell you how much we appreciate this. You have been an absolute delight. Congratulations on the movie. Again, it's out today, released nationally by Searchlight. Next goal wins. Go see it tonight. Thank you, coach. Awesome. Thanks Thank for you. having me. Bye-bye. Pre- appreciate you so much. Uh, he was excellent. By the way, that guy could call NFL games. Did you see those metrics he was throwing out? <laughs> I'm like, like are this, is this powered by AWS? Is this Mike McDaniel breaking <laughs> it down? Analytics. Uh, Emmanuel Barbari is here with some headlines. Good morning, Emmanuel. Good morning. And Adam Schefter on Twitter. X, we know Joe Burrow left the game last night in the second quarter. It was called a right wrist sprain. The NFL is reportedly investigating why the Bengals left Joe Burrow off their injury report. The team posted a picture of him wearing a device on his wrist Wednesday night. And the injury seemed to be an issue early in the game. The photo wearing the device looked like a soft cast of sorts on his thumb. It was put out there by the Bengals account and then deleted. So the injury report situation, it can result in a fine, maybe a loss of a draft pick. Uh, begs the question, Zach Taylor post game, that weird answer we were talking about with Burrow. I, I have no idea. I, uh, all the information I have is, is two seconds worth. And then we went to go try to find five to one again. Yeah. Zach Taylor's like Joe Burrow. Never heard of him. I'm <laughs> yeah. sorry. Who are you talking about? <laughs> But yeah, full denial mode. <laughs> what a uh, loss of a draft pick. I've never heard of something that serious for not putting someone on the injury list. That's yeah, extreme. Schefter included that in the, in the tweet. So I think that would be the most extreme outcome if they determined there was a major breach. Obviously, they, fine, definitely. Does it make it worse that they took down the tweet with him with the thing on his hand? <laughs> looks a little guilty. Yeah, like, it, it looks, looks guilt. super guilty. Looks like guilt there. You don't delete a tweet unless you, you have something going on. <laughs> Uh, the Browns, uh, we talked about this last hour. They're looking for a Deshaun Watson replacement. They're hosting a quarterback workout this morning. Former Super Bowl MVP Joe Flacco among those who are getting a look. Uh, we also discussed RG3 and his podcast, RG3 and the Ones. He's not shy about who he thinks can fill the void. I train every week like an NFL football player so I could be ready for moments just like this. So they need to hit my line. If they do hit his line, maybe he'll be the starter. Maybe he won't be the starter and he can settle. For me... If Dorian Thompson Robinson is going to be their guy and they don't bring me in to be the starter, then they should bring me in to be the backup so I can help him in the same ways that I helped Lamar Jackson. I learned six offenses in eight years in the NFL. Nobody wants to talk about it, but learning a new offense has never been a problem for me. Why don't we want to talk about it? I, I just can't get over how much he sounds like he's pitching himself on Shark Tank. Like, I've never heard hey, of sharks, it. Hey, yeah. sharks, I'm here with the sleep styler. <laughs> going to help you get a weirdo. great night's sleep. Have you ever heard an, an announcer or broadcaster do this? Lobby for an active job? I've never heard anyone do this. Guys, it's called the Squatty Pod. Yeah. And citing his resume helping Lamar Jackson? That seems like a little bit of a reach. Yeah, Should I start I, I, saying... Uh, I'm thinking very highly of himself there. I yeah. shot 70% from three in my pickup game last week. The Sixers need a two-guard with Kelly Oubre <laughs> heard. <laughs> Maybe I should start lobbying to play professional basketball. This is insane, right? Fact or fiction here? I still run a 4-3-40, people, and I can throw the football 80 yards. Fiction. <laughs> this sounds like Uncle Rico <laughs> from know. Napoleon Dynamite. I can throw this ball straight over those mountains. I mean, how, do you, honestly, how, many, how many starting NFL quarterbacks can throw 80 yards? None. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if any can. Maybe if they wind up and get like a 10-yard head start. And, and like honestly, maybe Josh Allen? Yeah, Justin Herbert, their shoulder would be somewhere around the 20-yard the line. Right. They, show the, they throw it out of the socket. I just He sounds like... 
hey, Cleveland Browns, I'm looking for you to make yeah. a 5% stake. <laughs> yeah. so for like 15% <laughs> equity. <laughs> for $15 million. Have you, seen, uh, have you ever seen Wonder Woman 1984 with uh, Pedro Pascal? And he, he's like, you know. What is it line like? Oh, we we have a thing for you, and he's like a he's like a big like salesman. Like that's kind of how uh, how uh, RG three sounds. Yeah, like yeah. an infomercial. Right. I know exactly what you're talking about. Maggie's definitely not seen Wonder Woman 1984. I, I just want to point that out. And I, I enjoyed Pedro Pascal in it. Yes. Yeah. Just remember your audience, DJ. Movie. Yeah. Thanks, guys. You killed my Shark Tank bit. <laughs> Manual, back to you. <laughs> on a little bit of a different note, we were discussing the Carissa Thompson situation, and EJ referenced Funhouse on Twitter posting her sideline reports from. The time she was mentioning, 15 years ago, 2008. Here's just one example of how specific she's getting. If she was making it up, it would be crazy to get to get this particular. For Coach McCarthy, on the other hand, you guys, he was so adamant about a communication breakdown. We saw that right before the half with Finley. He said a headset actually broke. It's all about communication on the Packers side. So a headset breaking, I, that can't be it. No, that's that, real, I think that right. is real. And she's saying, when she admitted on part of my take uh, recently and that she had made up sideline reports of talking to coaches and what they said about like adjustments for the second right. half or whatever. She says that she was specifically saying things that were benign. Yeah. Like get off the field on third down or, you know, win the turnover battle or whatever. Yeah. Funhouse there is posting something that probably has nothing to do with what she's talking about. Right. I think what this comes down to is two things. A, it's wrong to make things up. Like that's, it's wrong. And that's, Kind oh, of, really? I thought it was great to make things up. Kind <laughs> <laughs> of period, full stop. And then the other is to, to admit it with seemingly no remorse. Almost it's like, I made this up and haha, everybody bought it. You know, or, you know, this is how silly this is. Meanwhile, there are a lot of people who take it extremely seriously and do treat it with like, like serious journalism. And the other part is when she first told the story on her own podcast two years ago, she's told a story about a coach she asked him about second half adjustments and he said what kind of perfume are you wearing sort of like insinuating that rod marinelli from the lions was like hitting on her and not allowing her to do her job she had to scramble at that point and she made something up to get through the moment i think you could be sympathetic to that or maybe empathetic to that if you've been through something like it but then on part of my take it was cut a very different tone it was i'm doing this because no one cares anyway no, no, I did, that's a little unfair because she talked about how hard the job is for, for and how much respect she has for other sideline reporters and why she never wanted to do it because it's too hard. So she wasn't saying that it's a joke. Right, but... At the she same, said it was way too hard of a job. Right, but at the same time, she used that job to get to this job. And I think that's where the problems come, is where you talk about this job sucked, but look at me now, ha, ha, ha. And it's like, you were doing that job and you were making stuff up? Like, Well, her point was, this is, people do not realize how hard this job is. You have to defend it. It wasn't right. like she was making it into a joke. No, not a joke, but she, if you're going to do this multiple times, like if it's one time you get caught in a crazy situation, I think everyone could forgive one time. But on part of my take, it made it seem like she had to do this multiple times. Once this happens to you once, don't you, you have a plan B. You have a different thing you go to, so you don't have to, you don't have to be put in a corner where you're, if a coach doesn't come out and speak to you, you've got to lie. But there is a, Greg Popovich made the sideline interview a joke in the NBA. It's he an did. outright joke. So I do think that some of these, and you, you and I talked about it, these interviews with coaches are useless most of the time, most of the time. Correct. Yeah. But that doesn't mean 
you lie about that, about right. what about the material. Right. Also, of just it. don't talk about the interview. You can talk about other things. You can talk about what's the happening. Line the crosses, line crosses if you get generic, you, you can you can skate around the issue right. and, and you can later justify that. But if you put words in the head coach's mouth, mouth. that they didn't of right. course, nobody's defending right. that. Right. But you, when you're in a production truck, there's a lot of pressure to get that coach. I understand. I used to work with the great Dr. Jerry Punch when I was doing college football. Mm-hmm. I'm, and we used to laugh every time he came up there. It was like, this dude's a doctor. Why is he doing sideline reporting? That's all I got on <laughs> But he was a long time ESPN sideline reporter. It's You've been in trucks, Maggie. It's chaos. I've been a sideline reporter. I, I it's know chaos. what it's like to get blown off by coaches. Yeah. I know what that's like. And yeah. you have to f- try to find a creative workaround, yeah. which is generally talking to other assistant coaches, players, or trying to empty another story in your notebook. But coming back after halftime, <laughs> coming up after halftime, you have a two-minute window where the coach comes out. It, it, there's no excuse for lying, but that is a very tough job. It's it's rare. You're usually you can't go into the locker room at halftime, so you're trying to do a walk and talk with the coach as he's coming out of the tunnel and going out to the field, and you're kind of jogging alongside him. Anyway, Emmanuel, thank you. Fantastic thank you job me. this morning. Eight five five two one two four CBS. If you want to weigh in on the Krista Thompson situation, coming up. Maggie and Perloff picks. Maggie and Perloff style. We do that next. Don't move. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink think what you'll wear on that third date download the instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last minimum ten dollar per order additional term supply we get it attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on netflix but what do people do with their ears well for one they're listening to audio americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day oh and you want the proof well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back. Maggie and Perloff. Been a great show. Let's get to our shot of the day. He shoots! The shot of the day is brought to you by Casamigos Tequila. Casamigos Tequila is brought to you by those who drink it. Today's snapshot of the show, we found out that EJ is a bigger nerd than Perloff. She started, like, when she was 16, she probably was, like, a Penelope Pit Stop style, you know? You know pink helmet, pink oh, yeah. car, <laughs> driving through, getting past Dick Dastardly and, and, and Muttley, like... <laughs> I'm sorry, the Dick Dastardly. That's an old school. Is that? Yeah. Can I just say how happy it is to, to hear EJ talk about these old cartoons and sci-fi movies? That there might be a bigger nerd on the show than me. This is <laughs> such a great thing to have. I think that this is like when uh, we were doing interviews for like who's going to be the producer. It's like, are you nerdier than Perloff? Okay, yeah. <laughs> now you're on to round two. <laughs> then EJ went on a deep dive on Ant Man, and <laughs> yeah. I was like, all right, you're yeah, you're hired. <laughs> Still don't know what you guys are talking about. Let's get to our NFL picks. Maggie and Perloff's NFL picks. All right, the record's simple. I am 12 and 18. Woof. Perloff, 18 and 12, my yeah, friend. Yeah, baby. We do one against the spread, one over under, one player prop. Kick us off, Pearl. Should I do all three at once? Sure. Okay. I am taking, I'm going to go in reverse order. George Pickens, over two and a half catches. Pittsburgh Steelers wide receiver. I have eyes. They should throw this guy. He's a stud. <laughs> I'm going Seahawks-Rams over 46. It's a one-point spread. 
Geno Stafford's supposed to be pretty healthy for this one. And then, call me weak. I'm betting against the Eagles. I'm taking the Chiefs on Monday night minus two and a half. Is that allowed? Am I? No, that's 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 phony. Oh my goodness! I'm how sorry. Dare you. It's it's how could that be under a field goal? <laughs> it's in KC. It's read off a bye. Oh. I'm sorry. I'm not going to back off. I'm doing that's, it. That's awful. We're revoking your fan card. Uh, okay, so that's Perloff three picks. For me in this one, I'm going to take the Los Angeles Chargers laying three in Lambeau. I Ooh. know that that's crazy because the Chargers, betting on the Chargers is a real adventure. I just think they are a better team. Uh, definitely. And even if the Packers are playing better and Love is playing better, this would be a signature win for the Packers. I just do think that the Chargers do have talent, and this the talent will ultimately win out. Uh, I would like to take Tyreek Hill over six and a half receptions. This is the Miami Dolphins welcoming in Antonio Pierce's Las Vegas Raiders. I think the AFC, they're still trying to get Tyreek Hill this, this record and maybe keep yeah. him in the MVP conversation. I think they will still feed him, even though this game has a big spread and is likely going to be a blowout. And then finally for me, give me the your game. Kansas City and Philly, but I want the over 45 and a half on this game. Remember the Super Bowl, the final score, 38-35. I do remember that. <laughs> yes, you were there. Um, I think this is going to be another high-scoring affair. So, Well, I'll tell you one thing. The reason I'm, Another reason I'm picking against the Eagles, the Eagles know they're facing Kansas City again in the Super Bowl. So I think they keep <laughs> their plays really vanilla. They don't show their whole playbook here because they're going to meet in Vegas in February. Oh, that's it. I see you're playing three-dimensional chess there. So <laughs> go over your three again, Pearl. Okay. I got the Chiefs minus two and a half. Don't hate me, Mom and Dad. I have the Seahawks-Rams over 46. George Pickens, Steelers wide receiver, over two and a half catches. Okay, I've got the Chargers laying the three in Green Bay. I've got Kansas City and Philly to give me the over 45 and a half. That's an arrowhead. And a Tyree kill over six and a half receptions for your player prop. Time for me to turn this boat around here. Yeah, it's going to be, it's not the greatest Sunday, but there's some intrigue here. I'm all, I'm I'm so looking ahead to the KC Philly. This could be awesome. It's going to be awesome. My big thing is what, can the quarterbacks just make it out of this week yeah. alive and healthy? How many more QBs starters are we going to lose this NFL season? I feel like I'm a broken record. I have another, you know, this could be another huge CJ Stroud week. If you want to do the CJ Stroud MVP thing, they play the Cardinals, yeah. who are not good. I looked at that game hard. Five point favorite. We could be talking about him on Monday as well. EJ Stewart was injured today, still came to work and did a fantastic job. Yeah. Manny Rodriguez was incredible above and beyond Manny to Emmanuel Barbari to Andrew Kaplan Weedos coffee drinkers Thomas Rangan who was an incredible celebrity NFL picker unbelievable what a week what a show enjoy the weekend we'll see you Monday we get it attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on Netflix but what do people do with their ears well for one they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.